So a now former budget chairman with the Michigan GOP, Matt Johnson, he told Craig Mauger at the Detroit News that disclosed spending by the Michigan Republican Party has been, quote, so far out of proportion with income as to put us on the path to bankruptcy. Now, this is a when you talk about how much money these state parties have, especially going into a presidential election is so incredibly important and it's the relationship that these state parties have with big name donors to rally the troops get everybody on board get as much money in the coffers as possible because at the end of the day the goal here is to win elections republicans haven't done a very good job of that over the last couple of years and now according to one report out of reuters as of march 31st the michigan gop had about one hundred sixteen thousand dollars in their bank account two years ago at the same time they had eight hundred and sixty seven thousand dollars that's just not going to get it done and even more so in a more broad perspective out of just winning elections how are you able to function and carry out the day-to-day priorities of a state party that's the question and whether or not they've got it that's the reality that they live in. Rocky Richkovsky former head of the Oakland County GOP, also retired lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army, joins us this afternoon. Rocky, good to have you with us. This is bad news for the Michigan GOP, isn't it? Well, great to be back on with you, Chris. And honestly, most political parties don't air their dirty laundry in public. But you're right. Um, this is an argument that, that became uh, visible by the, by the media and it was an argument between the administration, the, the new chair of the Republican Party, with some of the people that she appointed specifically in positions of trust and positions of oversight. And when they started ringing the bells to the chair, the chair and her attorney, this Dan Hartman, who nobody knew before uh, uh, 2024, suddenly decided to shake the, the, uh, the tree and uh, basically uh, – Depose one of their budget chairmen, who was a person that supported Karamo, the chair of the Republican Party, fervently in February, and now is someone that says we're in bad shape. So you're talking, you're referring to Matt Johnson. And I, I want to read yeah. you another quote from him that he gave Craig Mauger in his piece uh, that was published late last week. He said the budget committee was kept in the dark about almost all financial activity, even when we made numerous and specific requests. As far as we could tell from the the piecemeal information we received, the party's fundraising had been extremely meager and the spending was so far out of proportion with income as it put us on the path to bankruptcy. So my question is, why on earth would the chair of the Michigan GOP want to hide how much money they were bringing in and then how much money they were spending? Do you have an answer to that? I have absolutely no answer because one way or the other, that money is going to be coming out in recorded filings. So anyone can go to the Michigan Secretary of State website and look up the filings and see exactly what the income is, the public filings for the Michigan Democratic Party, the Michigan Republican Party, and the Michigan Libertarian Party, or any party that is automatically on the ballot. You have to get so much percent to be on the ballot. So all those political parties have to qualify and have to disclose what money they have in specific accounts. Now, true, there are specific accounts that aren't reported. For example, there could be a corporate administrative fund 
but what we understand is there wasn't any any fundraising to the corporate administrative account and that all that the Michigan GOP has been fundraising or Karamo's people and the administration have been doing is fundraising to the political account. And by the way, you know, what I said earlier is very important to understand is that the Democratic Party and the Michigan Republican Party, the chairperson appoints a budget committee and a budget chairperson. And usually that person is a loyalist to the party chairperson. Now, what's interesting there is that that chairperson is someone that has oversight. They don't go around to the news media. They don't go blabbing about what the party has or what the party doesn't have. They are the oversight that we trust in that position and that the chair put in there to oversee the spending that the chair does so that you do have some transparency, but yet it's hidden from the public because you don't want the public to know every single, you don't want your opposition to know exactly where you're going to spend the money during campaigns or where you're going to advertise. So to have Matt Johnson find out from an email that he was deposed as, as the chairperson of the budget committee and thrown out because, because of some do, as Karamo said, the chairperson of MIGOP said, due to the dereliction of duty and several other grievances. I find it hard to believe, and I, as someone that has been a donor to the MIGOP mm-hmm. and has been active and has a lot invested, I want to know what that dereliction of duty is and other grievances, because I think this is, uh, this is a problem that Karamo is going to have, and a lot of people that supported Karamo are now breaking ranks and saying, where's the transparency that you promised us? So then what do you make of Matt Johnson coming forward? Because for me, if you get fired for a dereliction of duty and X, Y, and Z, but don't name X, Y, and Z, to, to let go of somebody who's got a, a pretty important job, it's not, I mean, you're, they're, they're running the finances, essentially. Um, the fact that, that you're just let go for no reason um, is troubling. And, and maybe it's because Matt Johnson... Oh, it was a, I don't want to say whistleblower, but he, he came, became hip to the fact that the numbers just weren't adding up. The money wasn't coming in right. and, and, and where was it going? And, and, and I think you're right. I think that's where Christina Caramo is going to have a hard time. Talk to me a little bit about what exactly the, these parties, uh, they, what do they, what do they run? What do they actually pay for? Aside from their maybe day-to-day paychecks that they dole out to people. What what kind of Great money question. do they need uh, to run day-to-day operations, and what does that look like? Now, a, a political party, be it Democrats, Republicans, Independents, or, Whatever or Libertarians, whoever the major party is, they, they have a federal account where they can assist with our federal campaigns. Right now, we know we're going to have a U.S. Senate race in Michigan, an open Senate race because of the retirement of Debbie Stabenow. They also support their congressional candidates. Now, we've got two or three races in Michigan, one a Republican, one a Democrat. The John James seat is obviously one that's that's a contested seat. And uh, I, I think John James is going to win that handily. But then you've also got a Democrat seat in a what's usually called a Republican seat outside of Grand Rapids. If you remember, Pete Meyer lost his primary mm-hmm. to a, a Trump loyalist. And then that Trump loyalist got slammed in the general election and that seat was taken over by a Democrat. Now, that t- seat should be contested by Republicans, and we should win that back in 2024. But if we don't have a strong Republican Party in Michigan, they can't do the mailings to support that candidate. They can't do the advertisements that that candidate has to basically rely on. It's, it's basically when you go to war, the candidate has their own army. 
but the the state parties are the, usually the what's called the air cover. They come in and do more advertisements in, in support of that candidate or show why their opposition should not be voted for. Well, and then you also sure, and then you also have events like the Mackinac Republican Leadership Conference. That's coming up this September. That's a that's <laughs> yeah. a that's an every other year deal. So once every two years, Republicans in the state get together, and it's basically uh uh what are we doing? Right. What's the messaging? Let's get together. Let's let's put our heads together and find ways to attack this next election. And and you that, have all the candidates come out, by the way. Absolutely. And, and show that and, and recruit volunteers, recruit donors and everything else. And the, the you brought up a great point because the Michigan Republican Party always had this Mackinac Republican Leadership Conference mm-hmm. or the policy conference every two years. And you'd have the minimum attendance was always around twelve to fourteen hundred. Largest attendance was over three thousand six hundred. This time around, we're hearing that that it may be as low as six hundred right now because we still don't know who the speakers are. Now, listen, I'm not here to air the dirty laundry of the Republican Party. But what I am here to say is. If, if someone's a Republican, find out who your local candidates are and support your local candidates and your local parties, because that's where the rubber meets the road and that's where the work's going to get done. Rocky, I'm, I'm very much I, concerned it, about the direction of the Michigan Republican Party. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's going to be the question I want to ask our, our listeners is, it, 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 does this worry you? Because it's fine that maybe Christina Caramo is more in tune with the grassroots side of the party. Well, you've got the other side that maybe feels neglected, that maybe feels like you are leaving them behind. And unfortunately for the grassroots folks, they're all the people with the money. And I understand maybe they don't really care about the money. But I think if you look back at the midterms and what happened in the governor's race, the the disparity of money that Gretchen Whitmer had and Tudor Dixon had, in my mind, played a, a huge role. It wasn't the deciding factor, but it was a huge factor in the way that you that know, election Chris, shook it, out. Chris, it was a huge factor because it allowed Gretchen Whitmer to outline and to to define who uh, Tudor Dixon was before Tudor Dixon was able to define yep. herself and explain the differences. And more importantly, when you talk about the differences of the of the uh, of yep. the grassroots, I'm not sure if Cromo has those grassroots anymore. Her co-chair, Melinda Pego, basically called on the state committee of the Republican Party yeah. to pass the budget and approve that budget. So mm. we've got some issues. We've got to clean some house before we're ready for 2024. Rocky Richkowski, thank you for weighing in. Appreciate you.